Want to cut cooling bills without cutting comfort? Lower utility costs and enjoy cool and consistent comfort with a highly efficient air conditioner from Luxair. With Luxair's consumer rebate program, educators, nurses, first responders, military personnel, and veterans can enjoy exclusive rebates on qualifying purchases of Luxair equipment. To learn more, call G-Team Mechanical at 765-376-3042 or visit gteamhvac.com. They'll recommend a system tailored to your home that provides comfort, energy savings, and lasting performance. This is Trackside with Kurt Cavan and Kevin Lee, brought to you by Luxair Premium Residential Systems, a smart choice in home comfort, on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Good morning, everyone. Greeting you on behalf of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway and thanking you for your attendance. It is a new track record. It's a new track record. Second and final Penske car out of the field. Tony Bettenhausen has a car in the field. Stefan Johansson has made it into the Indianapolis 500 mile race and Emerson Fittipaldi is out. Here he is halfway through this qualification. And he did it again. It's a new of the 11 to complete a run, James Hinchcliffe. Checkered flag for Connor Daly, 32nd. James Hinchcliffe is bumped. My goodness. History may very well be made in the young career of Kyle Kaiser off of turn number four. Checkered flag in the hands of the starter. Lap number four in the books, 227.109, and he's fast enough. We'll start on pole for the 106th Indianapolis 500. Are you ready? It's time to set the field for the 107th Indianapolis 500. Fast Friday is complete. It's pouring in central Indiana, but we got it done. Three straight days completes. Welcome to Trackside 93.5, 107.5 The Fan in Indianapolis. Eddie Garrison is in the studios on Monument Circle. Kevin Lee with Kurt Cavan. Opinions, thoughts, comments, questions welcome for the next hour at Kevin Lee 23 at Kurt Cavan. Coverage all weekend, I'm sure, right here with IndyCar Radio and 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Peacock has your coverage starting at 8.30 tomorrow morning. Little breaks throughout the day, but if a car is rolling... We are on track tomorrow, qualifying 11 a.m. until 5.50. couple of nuances we'll clear up, maybe a question or two on the format throughout the show tonight. And ready to talk about who has the best chance to make the top 12 and race for the poll on Sunday and who is likely to be in that last row shootout. What a day, Kurt. This felt like a race day. It certainly felt more than just a practice day. 
Well, it was an evolving day, too, because we saw guys early and then we saw guys late. And in, and even in between, we saw, you know, it was funny. It was almost like a qualifying day in that almost everybody got to go out with a four-lap run by themselves or largely by themselves. And so, you know, we got to see see drivers put together two laps, three laps, and then pull in or complete the four-lap run. It was just fun. It was just fun. But uh, the Ganassi beatdown continues. They went out and made a real statement, as I said to Marcus Erickson on just a little bit ago within the hour, and said, was that a statement? And he looked at me and he said, we're we're pretty good, <laughs> and he drew the number six. He knew he drew the number six uh, starting spot. So if you want to see Marcus Erickson tomorrow, you better see him in that first run because he's going to go off probably about I don't know eleven thirty, eleven forty, and he's going to make one run and he's going to be in the top twelve all day, and you won't see him until Sunday. So Marcus Erickson's going to be good early. And he won't care whether he's sixth or third or first. He's just going to go out and make it happen early tomorrow and then put it in the barn, I suspect, unless he needs to get it back out. But I don't think he will because I think early will be good enough for him. And uh, then we'll watch everybody else duke it out for the 11 other spots in the Fast 12. So we'll get through what happened today and some developments, good and bad, but new information. So go ahead and share the qualifying order because that can be significant starting at 11 a.m. If you go early, uh, might be pretty cool tomorrow morning and it could get sunny, even though it's not going to be hot tomorrow. Track conditions by the time we finish at about 2.30 could be significantly different. So those of us that follow us, those of us who follow this on a pretty regular basis, I guess 37 years counts as regular basis. Uh, I think so. Know that the first hour, you can pretty well get 12 cars. So that first hour and then probably 15 minutes into the second hour, which is probably another three or four cars, if you're in that first 10 to 12 to 15, you got a pretty good shot of being good weather. And then the temperatures tend to rise about 12, 15. And then from then until, you know, pretty close to five o'clock, you know, then it's usually at its warmest. So those that are in the, let me give you the top 10 in terms of order for tomorrow's qualifying session. It's going to start with Ryan Hutter Ray. Uh, then the 26 car of Colton Herta gets a big boost. You know, he's been kind of a fringe guy in terms of the top five to seven. So I think he's going to have a big advantage. Willie Power, who who saw uh, his four-lap run finish up in the top five today, he's going to go third, followed by Castro Neves, a two uh, three-time pole winner, four-time pole winner at Indianapolis. Then Marco Andretti. As I mentioned, Marcus Erickson will go sixth. Christian Lungard is seventh. Alexander Rossi, eighth. Scott Dixon, ninth. You better get a look at Scott Dixon because he'll probably be like Erickson and run once, and that should be good enough, especially early. And then tenth is Simon Pagino. Another guy who's really going to benefit, you know, I say in that first hour, in the 11th spot is Benjamin Peterson, the rookie who we have saw had a really good day today. He was over the moon with with his car. You know, Santino Ferrucci, his teammate, has been pretty good all week. And today, Benjamin, you know, pretty well matched him. So that was great. Stingray Rob gets the 12th spot. I'll go ahead and give you three more because, as I said, 15 will probably make the cooler conditions. Felix Rosenquist goes 13th. Takuma Sato, 14th. Ed Carpenter, 15th. Now, in terms of uh, the, the other big guns in this, 
Uh, Pato Award will go 22nd. That's uh, pretty newsworthy. Uh, Takuma Sato, we, who we think can win the poll, is going to go 25th. So we may see a couple runs from him. Alex Polo, 28th. Uh, Kyle Kirkwood, who had a good day today in the 30th spot. And then I think the last one that matters is last in the 34-car original entry lineup, and that's Joseph Newgarden. So Joseph gets yeah. another bad a bad starting position for, for qualifying. Last year, Tim Sendrick, the team president, drew the number. Joseph wasn't very happy with, with Sendrick, so Sendrick said, fine, you, you're going to do it next time. So Joseph drew it today. He drew the 34th spot. Uh, let's see a couple others. We're going to talk about those who might be struggling. The Ray Hall guys have not looked particularly good. Christian Lingard goes seventh. Jack Harvey seventeenth. Graham Ray Hall twentieth, and Catherine Leg thirty first. And the other two we're going to talk a lot about is the Hunkos Hollinger cars. Callum Eilat will go twenty third, and Augustine Canapino unfortunately, do the 33rd starting spot for the qualifying order. So there's your quick overview. I'm sure we'll hit on some others, uh, but it's going to be interesting, as it always is. So let's just jump around with a few things. And, and you mentioned um, the 77 of Ilot drawing 23rd. That probably doesn't matter. Uh, doesn't sound like they're going to be ready at that point. Um, but th- this is one of those where drawing a later order is better. Because so so here's the story, and I think did, did this get out anywhere before I put it on Peacock? I, I don't I'll, know about that the it same did, time. But, okay, so and and I saw a couple other people. I I, I went to start to tweet something um, as I was waiting for a camera to get back there. I had to wait ten or fifteen minutes after I got the story, and then other people saw me waiting there, and I think figured out. I saw a couple of other reporters nearby, and I figured, all right, they're going to figure this out. Now, so I saw Callum Eilat in street clothes maybe a half hour before, and I was trying to chase it down and just started wondering, you know, one, hey, um, and I'll be honest, I wondered, are they going to put somebody else in the car? Has he had enough? Are they trying something else? He had only seven laps, or are they going to change the car? Something's up there. And I was waiting for the end of a debrief with uh, Augustine Canapino and Ricardo Juncos, and then was going to grab uh augustine on the air and talked to ricardo off the air and ricardo as we were doing the interview hustled back i hadn't had a chance to talk to him to the garage so went back there found him got the story said nope we've given up on this car we've tried everything we're changing it and his cause i don't even know if we'll make it out tomorrow we're going to try to do the job properly because it's not just putting a car together it needs to get done as well as it can. So it might be Sunday. Talked to a couple other people with the team and, and they agreed with that, but it was, no, we're going to have every effort to get the car ready. Don't know that it'll be ready in the morning, but the hope is sometime afternoon. And then you're hoping for a break in the qualifying order to practice. But if it doesn't, we're just going to get in line and we're going to shake the thing down uh, and do a qual sim because you can do as many as you want do a qual run that will be a practice run all in the name of trying to get it better because we're probably going to be in the last row shootout so it doesn't impact them too much where that stands but you know the question that comes up is people were wondering about this in april and and the driver is probably saying hey i told you something was wrong in april so i don't know how definitively he said change the chassis because that's 
going to cost you some time as well. And that second day rainout in April hurt them, and they kept getting better. So that was the dilemma. It almost would have been better on Wednesday if it's just still dog slow. But it was getting better, and at times they weren't last. But it started to become pretty apparent that the other car with a driver that's done one oval in his life and is new, is significantly faster. And while Callum Eilat is not a 10-year veteran, he was in the race last year and he was competent. Uh, so they made the change and now they start over. So, yeah, put them high on the list of those that are going to be uh, in trouble. And if we kind of look back, as you mentioned, not great when you're one of the RLL cars and you draw late in the day. So... Catherine Legg is at times, and, and I, I'll admit I didn't pay as close as attention today. I was really only on the broadcast for a couple of hours and was kind of working on doing some other things and hosting some tours and that kind of thing. Um, but I think she's had some pace, but that's going to be difficult if it does heat up like that. So she might be somebody that is hoping for an opportunity to get back in line later in the day. Um, the others, you know, who, who else got a bad draw? that we're a little bit concerned about? Well, probably nobody that just outright is is trouble. Uh, The other one I didn't mention, Santino Ferrucci rolls off 27th. Uh, He thinks he's got a car that could be in the Fast 12. I I actually asked him about that after the session today. I said, are you starting to think top 12 sounds really good and and really achievable? And he said, boy, I am. I I, I think we can get there. Uh, Jack Harvey, 17th. So so that will be after, essentially, the track starts to warm up, all things yeah. being normal. Um, you know, so so that will be interesting. By the way, I really take exception with, with a plan that, and I'll say a plan, we're, you know, 24 hours out, so to speak, from when they started the decision to change the chassis at Hunko's Hollinger. I don't like the idea of giving up on tomorrow and just saying we're going to be in the – in the last row we need you know if if that's what they decide we're just well, going to get the car ready for say sunday that. i said that <laughs> okay good they didn't say that yeah <laughs> because because if that that you know you could go out there and and let's say run you know it's going to be so close is my point anywhere in these like 10 driver blocks i think it's going to be really close from like driver 3 to 13 and then it's going to be really yeah. close from 14 to 17 and you know uh, that wasn't 10 10 cars but my point is i think the last 10 they're going to be incredibly close and so you know you go out there and so you run let's say let's say you get it back up in the 230 range and you know it's 230.3 and that you may have six cars at 230.3 you know at, at various numbers so you know, you may slip into that 30th spot if you're if you're I lot. So, but how realistic like is s- that if the car doesn't practice? No, I know. I I hear you. I just I just think you ought to you ought to go out and make the qualifying run. And if it oh, ends up try. you're in the yeah, you got to go try. Um, so yeah, I think they should uh, make every effort to be on track tomorrow, and I, I think they will. Like I said, they pretty well had 24 hours uh, to get it done. It may not be race perfect yet, but I think you got to be pretty close. But here's the thing. You you want to get it, and I think this is what Ricardo was trying to emphasize. We need to get it as good as it can be 
because you can't afford to crash, then you're you're missing the race. And yeah. there's no reason to panic, to feel like it has to be done today. Take it conservatively because there is another opportunity on Sunday. You'd really prefer to miss that because, as we've said, all it takes is a a puncture and then you're not getting the car cooled down properly uh, or you don't get a, uh, the there's a cloud when it starts and then the sun comes out by the time you get out. And that's the difference. So all of those things come into play. A couple of semantics, by the way, for qualifying. Uh, th- I alluded to this a little maybe a couple of weeks ago. Here's the plan to give. So, so the last row shootout is going to come. You maybe know the times. I think that's at like four o'clock, right? That's in between the 12 through one first round, yeah. whittling yeah. it down to six through one. So 12 through one starts when? 2.30-ish? Correct. Okay. After that, one run each, then it's the last row shootout, and then it's the fast six, finishing the day probably around 5 o'clock or so. And those are all one runs for the 12 through one, six through one. One run, and that's it. So cooling the car down is not an issue. And... In the 12 through one, cooling it down is not as big of an issue because they're going to get a break of about an hour at least for the last row shootout. And there is a time limit on that. Maybe you have it in front of me, whether it's 50 minutes or in front of you, 50, 55 minutes or whatever to give those cars a better chance to get cooled down. And if you are too slow to go faster, because in the past we've seen, you know, once you go that first time, that's your best chance unless you made a mistake. Uh, they're going to get an extra cool-down lap. So watch for that. There's going to be an extra cool-down lap to try to cool down the engines. That's the most efficient way to do it. One other semantic thing we wondered about is that uh, if a car is withdrawn at some point on Saturday, you know, the fast lane, slow lane thing, so you're 28th, And you want to make sure you think the people behind are going to be better, but the line's too long. So you pull that time and maybe there were only, let's let's say you're 30th and there were only 30 cars that have a time Uh, and you pull your time, go over into the fast lane and you crash. We're down to 29 cars and the gun ends, something like that. Or it could even be. 34 have qualified because there's no provisional if you're 31st and 30th pulls 31st does not move up to 30 right that's that's the way i understand it 30 is empty that's Uh, correct no that's correct yes that's correct 30 is empty if no one goes better and fills that spot then the last row shootout on sunday could include five. That's, That's what we clarified in our meeting with race control today. So you could have more than four in the last row shootout, but in that case, it would be a last row shootout plus one. There'd be four spots available. I hope that makes so, sense. So the easiest way to think about that is if you qualify, and let's say there are already 30 on the board, and you qualify 31st, 32nd, or 33rd or 4th, you don't actually have a time. So that's, that's why you yes. can't move. You can't move up into another spot into the top thirty because you don't have a time. You didn't. Mm-hmm. You didn't reach the top thirty, so you're you you can't move up. 
And I think those are the only real wrinkles that are different this year, other than, you know, the 12 through one and then the last row shootout in between and then six through one Saturday is still essentially the same as we've seen it. I'm not aware of any differences other than, you know, last year was the first year that we had a 12. It had been top nine. Now it's top 12. So that's what you're racing for. And you're racing also to be in the top 30. Doesn't matter if you are first on Saturday because all the times are raced other than you would get to go out last, which I don't know that's an advantage in in the beginning of the 12 through one. I think ideally you'd like to go 12 because then you have even longer for your engine to cool down as, as soon as you can go faster um, if the track conditions stay the same. And generally speaking, between 4 and 4.40, no, I'm sorry, they start at, that starts at 2.30. Track should be the same for that entire 12 through one session or very close unless cloud cover comes in. Okay. So on the times, uh, top 12 qualifying on Sunday starts at two and it runs from two until three last chance okay. qualifying is from four until five and Firestone fast six at five fifteen. So, you know, you could say I'd like to be the 12th car, but you'd be sweating, uh, getting bumped. So I think I'd rather yeah. be about third. Of course. <laughs> not not 12th. Yeah, you always want to be as fast as you can. The point is, uh, it doesn't pay anything to be first. At one point, pit selection was based off Saturday qualifying, and there was an incentive there. That is no longer the case. Pit selection is based off the final starting order. Not necessarily the fastest, because it could be jumbled. It may not go in order. Uh, 13th could conceivably be faster than the pole speed. If they yeah. all run slower on Sunday, not not likely at all. Certainly, seventh could be faster than sixth, fifth, fourth uh, in that range if they go slower in the fast six. Probably not likely as it gets cooler in the five o'clock hour. But pit selection will be based on the starting lineup of the race. Pole sitter gets the first choice, and you know where they're going. So it it. Um clarify this i think i know the answer but i said top 12 qualifying is from two until three o'clock each car is guaranteed one attempt and the fast six advance now the question is does that mean in that hour you can make as many attempts as you want i am told it's one attempt that's my understanding that it's it's one attempt unless i miss something on the call no, the I only one right. i believe that is allowed extra attempts as many attempts as you can get is, well, on Saturday up until the 5.50, not 6 o'clock, 5.50 gun, uh, and then in the last row shootout as time is allowed. As a point of clarification, they call it the last chance, not last row. So, Which makes sense since, as we learned, it could be for four spots. That's a better yeah. way to look at it. Yeah. So it's we're ready to have, you know, it's been fun so far. But now it gets serious, and, and now there's going to be some people kind of uh, puckering up a little bit because you've got, for various reasons, you've got cars that uh, and drivers and teams that aren't real comfortable right now. Either they're not comfortable because they're trying to make the fast 12 to get the shot at the pole, or they're not comfortable that they're going to make the race. And this, is, uh, this is, gets to be money time, and you've talked about it. You keep bringing it up, man. You you enjoy having more than thirty three cars, and this is the reason right here. So let's look at Team Penske, who I think is significantly better. 
Uh, and, and it looks like they are confirming that we expected them to get better, although I've expected them better last year and the year before. But I think it's real this year. New Garden was third quick on the four-lap average today. It was Sato number one, uh, Erickson number two, then New Garden, then Power, then VK, Herta, Rosenquist, Kirkwood, Rossi, Dixon, Pillow. No surprises in all of that group. But New Garden draws last. And that's what he felt was the factor last year. He felt like he was probably about a sixth-place qualifying car. But he went out in the middle of the day and he qualified, whatever, 13th, 14th, something something like that. And that's, if I'm them, that is my fear. I, I know in equal conditions, if I'm Joseph Newgarden or Scott McLaughlin, who's 32nd, I think we're a top-12 car at least and maybe better. But if it gets a lot sunnier, and that's what the drivers say, that's not just temperature you know 70 degrees and sunny and 70 and cloudy is significantly different so that's going to be pucker time and there there's a decent chance they're going to need to get another run later on in the day and if they think they're fast that's you know one group already looking that they're probably going to be willing to gamble and pull their time and make sure they get out there somewhere in the five o'clock hour so new garden was 14th last year and power Will Power was the only Penske driver to make the fast 12. He was 11th. And so that that's noteworthy. Uh, I think they're better. Yes, I think two of them could make uh, the fast 12. Um, but, you know, it seems they're better. But again, they, you know, they, they've got, they got at least one bad qualifying position in terms of where they'll make the first attempt. And... Just because they got they got a little more speed, you know, we've talked about it in the past couple shows. You gotta just be starting up front. The last six years have shown us you gotta be up front. We we know you can pass if you're in the first two or three or four or five, but man, if you if you got to start fifteenth and that's where you're at through most of the race, it's going to be a challenge to work your way through that lead group. From talking to some fast drivers and some engineers of fast cars today that you would think feel really good, there are a lot of nerves. These are drivers and cars that could be on the front row, have been on the front row, could win the pole, but they don't feel comfortable being in the 12 because, let's look at it. Uh, if you said these are fast 12 cars and s started talking about it, that yeah, that would that makes sense. That doesn't surprise me. I'm going to guess the number gets to about 16. Let's start counting them. Sato, VK, Erickson, Award, Newgarden. You talked about Ferrucci. I, I agree. I, I think he probably needed a better draw, um, so it might take a late day run, but equal conditions, I'm counting him. Kirkwood, Herta, Dixon, Rosenquist, Power, McLaughlin. There's already 12. Pillow, Rossi, maybe Kanan. That's 15. Connor Daly is 16. Ed Carpenter, that's 17. That's 17. So, and I did not count a couple of Andretti's. I didn't count Marco. I didn't count Grosjean. Uh, I didn't count Ryan Hunter-Ray that may be in the right, and, and especially now going out first. That's hard. Well, <laughs> yeah, it is It is difficult. But I'll tell you this, Connor Daly's not not – 
not pleased. He doesn't feel good at all. Uh, now, I think, you know, it would stand to reason that he'd be one of those cars. But And Ed feels pretty good. I don't know if Ed thinks he's a top 10 car, but I think, you know, he certainly feels that, that Renus has a shot there. I think you, you say it, you start it with this. There are going to be four Ganassis in the top 12, barring a, barring a trouble spot. Uh, so you start with those, and I think you can count on at least three Arrow McLarens. I'm not sure which three. So there's seven right off the top. And you put VK in there, there's eight, and then probably two Andretti's, but we're going to have to see how that shakes out. So there's ten, and then then it's going to be interesting to see who comes into the those other two spots. Penske, I think obviously. Ed feels, I, I talked to Ed after he was done for the day, on and off the air, and I know Ed well enough that he felt fine. Uh, you know, and now he is also one of those that says, "Boy, it's going to be really tight." So I'm not going to say he would say, "Yeah, we're good," but they feel good. Um, but Agreed. time, circumstances, no guarantees, and just like that, you can easily can be the difference between 14th and say fifth or sixth not much difference there all right we'll see what else we need to get into in your tweets questions at kevin lee 23 at kurt cabin as we get set for qualifying for the indianapolis 500 hi life is so much more than a diagnosis it's about sharing time with those you love hanging with friends who lift you up and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy all hits no skips Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. This is Takuma Sato. You are listening to Trackside on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. May in Indianapolis means racing, including big-time racing on the dirt at Circle City Raceway and their all-new clay surface. Coming up uh, tonight, well, I would say supposed to be tonight, but it's pouring down rain, so hopefully it goes away and they can wait a little bit. But it's supposed to be the second annual C.J. Rayburn tribute, $10,000 to win super late models and Boss 410 sprints. May 24th and 25th, it's the USAC Amsoil Sprint Car National Championship. Circle City Raceway at the Marion County Fairgrounds. Discounts for military, first responders, veterans, seniors, and teachers. Tickets and info at CircleCityRaceway.com. News of the day well, it includes that there was a little chance of rain middle of the afternoon. IndyCar weatherman said likely after 6, started sprinkling on my windshield at 622 on the drive home, pouring here in Avon at 645. What time did it start raining at IMS, Kurt? Right about 6.35 or 6.40 because we were okay. just finishing with the draw. And uh, the draw ended and away we went. I'll tell you the news of the day because it's it's pretty significant. Takuma Sato, we talked, by the way, about speed today and mostly about four-lap qualifying averages, although we didn't actually qualify, but simulated qualifying runs. But Takuma Sato today set the fastest practice lap at the Speedway since 1996. He ran 234.752 on an early lap, uh, probably around 1230. And then on the second lap of that simulated run, nearly hit the wall in turn two, got out of the gas and came to pit road. And and uh, probably it was uh, probably used some words that we don't understand as, as English-speaking people and... Uh, 
<laughs> that was that. But he came back later and made the statement with his four-lap qualifying uh, simulation to be the fastest of the day in that respect. But fastest time turned. And by, and by the way, there were a lot of drivers who said, you can go to social media and see some of that, like Scott McLaughlin said, fastest lap, I've turned at IMS, so it was really cool. Will Power said, hey, the first 233 of my life. So there was a lot of big runs, and that's why tomorrow we could see incrementally another step in the qualifying speeds. To yeah. We're not going to get to Ari Leyendijk's record, but we continue to inch that direction. Boy, I think high of 70 degrees. Um and especially with some fast guys going in in that first hour, I think we're going to see over 234. Now, here's the thing. what That's one negative of this format. Somebody goes 235 tomorrow. The pole speed is not necessarily 235, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. So hopefully they go fast on uh, – maybe – this would be really manipulation, but have a level of horsepower and turn it up even more for the fast 12. But that would not go over well, but that'd be a way to make sure that you have a fastest uh, front row and, and so forth. Hey, keep, uh, in, keep in mind, Ari Leyendijk's big number, his track record isn't the pole speed that year either. So it can no, happen. No, but it, it counted. No, it, it, but, but the thing is that, say Will Power goes 235 tomorrow and wins the pole on Sunday at 234.2, the number in the books is 234.2. For stat nerds, you know, we, we like those kind of things, and that makes it a, a little bit confusing, but uh, the world changes, and we will adapt. At Kevin Lee 23 at Kurt Cavan, Twitter questions, reverse order. Lee asked, do you think it'll be an advantage to have a later draw given the track will be green because of the rain, or do you see a lot of practice in the morning before quals? Uh, I think you're going to see the fast guys sit out the morning session and those that are working on trying to get secure will will go out and run. But uh, Joseph Newgarden was pretty clear he's not going to go out in the morning, or at least that's his plan at the moment. So we'll see. There will be enough action, though, to oh, make yeah. the track oh, no yeah. longer green. Yeah, we'll, we'll have enough to put some rubber on the track. So it will not be a green track at 11 o'clock. So I think you'd still like to have the, that early draw. Jeff Peterson asks, and his handle is at Woof Woof Mo. Curious why the qualifying drive was nowhere to be found today. Well, all the different medias available, you'd think someone would broadcast as in years past. You know, I'm no longer in charge of uh, whether things are broadcast or not. Uh, oh, wait a minute. I was never in charge. I, I don't know. I have no idea. I wish uh, I did a post-race show on social media, and I wish I would have just stayed with it because I could have done that. I was I was interviewing drivers. This is on TikTok and and uh, and Twitter. Uh, I could have continued and just done a play-by-play, which would have been my first play-by-play. That would have been fun. Uh, but I was keeping track. By the way, I, I know this is the question on something else, but I want to get to a couple quick things. We had two press conferences this morning that were three, actually, that were interesting that I want to tell you about. One, uh, Tim Sendrick was was really kind of poo-pooing the fact that his cars weren't in the Ganassi uh, sphere at least yet. So we'll see how that plays out. But he gave some bulletin board material, which I think you can read in various publications. Um, 
and and the other thing is uh, two different car owners today had their drivers sitting virtually next to them as they discussed future contracts. One was Bobby Rahal with his son, Graham, who the other day said, my team needs to step up or I need to consider you know, my future, at least that's kind of what he was saying, paraphrasing. And Bobby Rahal found that he was kind of in the in the corner trying to answer that question. He's like, hey, I, I obviously want to keep Graham, but it was awkward because his, that, that driver was sitting right next to him. And then Chip Ganassi got a little testy with some questions about Marcus Erickson's future, and he tried to shut down uh, the question, the line of questioning, and and Jenna Fryer basically said, "Hey, we did the same thing to Bobby Rahal here 20 minutes ago. It's fair game. We're going to continue to ask questions." And then said, "I have nothing else to say." And <laughs> it was it was fun. We had some uh, liveliness in the press room today, which was good. Chip likes winners. Chip doesn't like talking about things like that. I've asked him in the past questions about contracts off the air, and it's one, two-word answer, so I don't really bother at this point. I just use my... um, Yeah, but we have to ask. That's right. You you need to ask. uh, And and you did get something out of that. You know, I think, like like in March, and you probably got something in it today, is, yeah, I want the driver back. But he's not going to tell us, as he shouldn't, what the offer is going to be and how the dynamics are going to work with that. So that's the the thing there. Um, Marcus Erickson has been required to bring budgets. I believe to retain Marcus Erickson, Marcus Erickson is not going to be required to bring budget. Marcus Erickson, the money's going to change the other direction or Marcus Erickson will be in another car. He has multiple good offers, multiple. (laughs) So, or he will have, uh, he will have. Correct. Well, he can listen from what we hear. So he's heard of multiple good offers. He's not said whether he likes those good offers or not. I think it's going to be Chip's best option, losing Alex Pillow, not to lose two drivers of that caliber. I think the dynamic will change, and uh, Erickson will be retained, but... Who knows? And who knows what other things are out there? Story for another day. We're talking about the Indy 500. Uh, Indian DC said, so are the uh, Ganassi sandbagging today. He tweeted that two or three hours ago. And then uh, a little bit later, he said, well, never mind. Yeah, they were not. Yeah. But that question yeah. was being asked by other drivers. As I was walking around early afternoon, what's going on with the Ganassis? What are they doing? Um, yeah, they're, they're, they're good. But that early Sato lap was super fast. And lap two was a handle. That was a handful. Yeah, yeah I don't um, know if they were sandbagging. They just didn't run many laps. They hadn't only run combined like about 30 laps between the four guys So until late. What else? Um, yeah, some people saying that, that Hunkos Hollinger made the decision a day late. We shall find out on that and some comments there. These are lots Jack, of comments. Jack I'm not Harvey. seeing questions. Yeah, we need to mention that. So this was what at about 5.52. So I had uh, moved up into our suite to enjoy the rest of the day. When you do the the 14 hours of anchoring, Hinch and I and Dylan got a little extra time off today, just kind of enjoy and walk around. And I walked up to a turn four suite, and I hear on the public address that there's smoke coming from Harvey's uh, car. And I believe I've seen multiples uh, confirm on social media that that engine is going to need to be changed. So a new dynamic for the Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan team. Yep. 
It's uh, going to be interesting. Happy birthday to Dario Franchitti. And Jewel yeah. will sing the national. Jewel will sing the national anthem. So there's a couple news nuggets. Um. Okay. So unless, so I'm going to need to circle through. Unless you have something you want to say, I will wrap things up in just a moment. Oh, you know what? I got big news. I'm going to share that coming up in just a moment. Big news. Big guest coming to one of our events next week that I'll tell you about on the way and more. Anything else you need to say? Nope. All good. See you, to, see you tomorrow. Okay. And then I'll tell you what the radio schedule is and the TV schedule, too, coming up in just a moment. Trackside 93.5, 107.5, The Fan. This is... Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Trackside, brought to you by Luxair Premium Residential Systems, a smart choice in home comfort on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Final segment, I'll sneak in a couple of questions. I just happened to check this one real quick. Someone sent this in asking, how many sets of tires do drivers get to use for Saturday and Sunday? Uh, However many they want. It's part of their 32 for the month. Now, the different dynamic is if you make the last row shootout or last chance, as as it's now called the last chance session, two sets of Firestones extra. So they would have 34 then for the month and even more if they were in the rookie situation. So the idea is you can make one run on stickers and you can make at least one more run on stickers and then you could use more tires. You're not limited to two, um, but then it would be out of your allotment. And then for those in the top 12, they get a set for that first run and then those that make the top six get another set. So potentially two extra sets for that group as well. Um, Schedule for tomorrow, 8.30 a.m., an hour of practice split into two groups. We will have that on Peacock. Car rolls, were there, 8.30 to 9.30 on Peacock, back at 11 on Peacock, and then switching to NBC. It stays on Peacock all day, but 2.30 to 4.30 on NBC, on television, then back to Peacock to finish up until 6 o'clock, but again, there all day. Radio coverage all day, right here, 10 a.m., with IndyCar Radio or... Uh, the fan broadcasters up until 7 p.m. So that's all day tomorrow. And then Sunday, uh, we're talking the different schedules. What I heard, 2 o'clock, I think, is when things get started on Sunday up until 6 o'clock. So it's going to be a fantastic weekend. And we're back with Trackside from the Prime 47 Burger Bash at the USAC building uh, in Speedway. Back parking lot. VIP sold out, but it's free. Come and join us. We'll have a lot of drivers there. We've got a simulator. We've got uh, food for sale from Prime 47. Indy Brewbus has drinks. Connor Daly, Joey Molinero doing their podcast, Speed Street, with Dirty Mo Media at about 6.15. Trackside Live at 7. I'm there the entire time. Kurt is there. Lots of big fun. Auction items benefiting the IU Simon Comprehensive Cancer Center. And this is new news. Our event to benefit Race for RP, autoimmune disease research on Thursday night, which was already going to be super cool. It's VIP, 150 bucks. RaceforRP.org. Uh, some of my NBC colleagues are going to be joining me. Clayton Anderson is playing. We've got a simulator, actually multiple simulators there too. And 
Marcus Erickson is coming by. So how cool is that with the defending Indy 500 winner making an appearance in a small room at Silo Auto Conservancy downtown? Go to raceforrp.org for more tickets. Make sure you get them because um, I don't know that we'll have much room by the time we get to next week and we got to make the food order and that's all free uh, with free food and drink coming up on Monday. Out of time. Thanks to Eddie Garrison back in the studio. For Kurt, I'm Kevin and Beyond the Bricks with Mike and Jake are up next.